So the other day I was confiding in my acting coach about just feeling, uh, I guess, creatively depleted. You know, when you're constantly giving, when you're constantly showing up, is there something to pull from anymore? Now, you might not be pursuing acting. You might not be creating content. You might not be doing any of the things that I'm doing. But I'm sure there's been a point in your life where you knew you needed to draw from something, but you didn't know if you had anything left in you. The answer I was looking for came from an unlikely place. I was interviewing a comedian and a musician, and he, without knowing what I was going through, began to talk about his own creative valleys. He said that whenever he felt this way, he would take an engineering job. An engineering job? Yep. The more he shared, and as I found out later through some research, there is a good level of stress. A stress that if we're intentional with it, will not only fill us up creatively, but also make our brains happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. What's up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode of Happy Brain. I am your host, Heather Parody, and today we're talking about intentional adversity. Yes, you heard me correctly, intentional adversity, figuring out ways to add friction into our lives in order to fill us up and make our brains happy. Say what? It sounds kind of cray-cray, but you know how we do here. If you're into the crazy, if you're into outside of the box, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. And if you've been listening for a second, if you haven't, would you leave us a review? I'll keep singing if you don't. So for the sake of humanity, please do that over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. Really excited to talk to you guys about these because this is kind of different. I know all of our episodes are a little different, but this is real different. I don't need intentional adversity. I got enough adversity. Listen, that's not what I'm talking about. We all got struggles, okay? But sometimes, sometimes, especially as a creative, I don't know if any of you guys are creatives, if you're writers or actors or comedians or maybe you're a business owner and you talk about being creative. Heck, if you're a parent and you're trying to figure out what to make for dinner, sometimes, you know, we're we're all trying to pull from this, this place within us and be creative with whatever the task is at hand. And sometimes, you know, you just feel like you're in this rut and, you don't have any inspiration. You don't have any ideas. And yeah, when your brain's happy and you're at this optimal place, you, you you just create and create and create. But I don't know if you've ever been like me where sometimes you just feel completely depleted, completely. Now, what we're going to be talking about today with this uh, intentional adversity, I, I'm not talking about adversity in the sense of trauma, okay? Like we're not going to be intentionally getting some trauma in our lives. We don't need none of that, okay? We'd be doing enough healing in our lives with all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. There is this thing called post-traumatic growth, which is a really interesting area of study right now where researchers are figuring out, you know, that there are actual points of growth in our life um, that spring from adversity, that spring from trauma. There's this interesting research that I'll link in the show notes from the scientificamerican.com, but it says that there are five areas 
that researchers have found that this post-traumatic growth can improve. It can improve our interpersonal relationships, identification of possibilities for one's life, personal strength, spirituality, appreciation of life. And recently, they're looking at post-traumatic growth's connection with creativity, right? So yes, we know that going through really hard times can sometimes bring about growth in our inner world and our creativity. And I think that's the coolest thing, but we're not going to talk about that today. Okay. We're going to talk about just annoying (laughs) tension, being inconvenienced, uh, allowing just bits of stress into our lives. Cause that's, that's, that's weird. It's weird. And I've never really thought about it before until I connected with Rory Gardiner on another show that I host and was talking to him about the creative process. And he said this very interesting thing. I've gone periods like a year where I've I've written an album um, and I just have no juice left. I have nothing left in the tank. I have no creativity. So I need to create some sort of adversity in my life to fuel the creativity. All right. And so what do you mean by that? That's interesting. You just run out of inspiration or you just, when everything's perfect in your life, it's like, now what? And so I had to create some sort of so the songs you listen to, like they're your favorite songs, no matter what genre, they're probably because some, there's a heartache and I had gone through something and overcame it or whatever the case may be. Me at that time, I was like, I had a full-time artist. I wasn't, you know, nothing wrong in my life. I was happy. So I went back and I got a, another consulting gig, part-time consulting gig so that I could create this quote unquote adversity. The first day on that job, I wrote like three songs at my desk, like waiting for my laptop to arrive. That's been my thing for the last several years is I've, I'll, I'll take a season of like writing an album. Once that album's done, I'll go back and do a bit of consulting just to like recharge my batteries. I thought that was fascinating, fascinating that you would introduce something uncomfortable into your life intentionally because you know it would spark creativity in you. When I started Googling this, because y'all know how I do, I like to Google, found this term called eustress, which is exactly kind of sort of what we're talking about right now. But I've never heard of it before. Okay. So according to Wikipedia's, it's a beneficial type of stress, either a psychological, physical, or biochemical stress that was coined by this guy named Hans Selly. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Which from its Greek form, you meaning good and stress meaning, you know, stress. Put together, it means good stress. The example that they used a lot was the, an exercise, right? We're putting our body through physical stress and it has benefits for it. And so there's psychological ways of introducing stress into your life that can help you. They even gave some examples. They said like engaging in a challenge, playing sports, competing in a tournament. And this is what's hilarious. Actually, they mentioned Wim Hof breathing. You know, we talked about that. And exposure to cold water. They use that example of eustress. It's intentional stress on yourself that has great benefits. And this is what was really interesting, okay? In the Wikipedias about eustress, it mentioned this positive psychologist. Oh, I feel so bad already. Mihale Kasik. Oh, I'm so sorry. I jacked that name up so stinking bad. It's not you. It's me. I know it is. Listen, he's a positive psychologist who created this concept about flow. Y'all know about flow. We talked about flow. You watch Soul. If you've not watched Soul, please watch Soul. You know, it's just like when you're lost in this trance, right? But they almost compared you stress with the, the flow state. But it's interesting because it says here that 
When an individual appraises a situation as stressful, they add the label for distress or eustress to the issue at hand. If the situation induces eustress, the person may feel motivated and may experience flow. Isn't that interesting? So inducing ourselves to this stress, intentionally giving the stress to ourselves could actually bring us to a state of flow. And I don't know, I'm, I may be jacking this up. I don't, I didn't read this anywhere, but it kind of makes me think of like the runner's high. Like I know I'm a runner. And so when I run, you know, a certain amount of miles, I just get into this space of just like, you know, it was really painful for a while. And then it gets, it feels really good, which I know sounds completely crazy. And you might just be hallucinating. But either way, it feels awesome. So is it interesting that we can actually bring ourselves to a place of uh, stress and discomfort and it can actually bring us to a state of flow and kind of spark that creativity in us? Nuts. This is completely nuts. How does this make your brain happy? Well, apparently it does. Listen, I want to hear from you. I want you to go over to IG, type in Happy Brain FM, send me a DM and let me know if there are ways that you're intentionally adding in stress, adversity, tension to tap back into your creative side, creative flow, actually make your brain happy. I think this is so interesting and I've been thinking about it a lot of like, okay, I know I do the same things over and over and over again. How can I put myself in an uncomfortable situation where I might indirectly somehow crazy tap back in to what I've been looking for? It's nuts. Big shout out to Rory Gardner for allowing me to use this clip in today's episode. And until next time, my incredible friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy.